Well, let's do it one more time for the 2023 season. The Bruins, they still got another football game. Can they get that eighth win here in 2003 and win practically in their own backyard? All that more here on Locked On UCLA. You are Locked On UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of the Locked On UCLA Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Anderson-Yoxheimer. Thanks for making this your first listen each and every day. It's free where we get your podcast, and it's available on YouTube. So like, comment, subscribe, review. Thanks for your support. If you're, if you're an everydayer, you've heard us talk about all this stuff. UCLA in the portal, losing the portal, men's basketball, women's basketball. So stay tuned for more of that content here on this show and in this channel. Meanwhile, the Bruins still have another game to play. They get Boise State, the Mountain West champion, in SoFi in the L.A. Bowl, hosted by Gronk. Some might come for UCLA. Some might come for Boise State. Some might come for football in SoFi. Most, they might go for Gronkowski. In the meantime, this episode is brought to you by Game Time. Because if you're looking for last-second tickets to get to that game, Game Time is going to have you covered. Download the app, create an account, use the code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase where we start today the likes of ucla versus boise state as we do generally every game week keys to the game for the final time during this season and it's a weird one right you've got boise state without their starting quarterback you've got them shifting coaches based on one coach getting fired earlier in the year them changing coaches ucla shifting based off their own defensive coordinator leaving and three coaches leaving the Bruins having multiple players in the portal. Boise State having its starting quarterback in the portal. Already committing elsewhere. Both teams are having and being hit significantly between either an opt-out or players in the portal. So it's not what it could have been if this were at the end of the regular season. Where it was UCLA high off the USC win getting crushed by Cal. For Boise State needing to win three in a row get into the Mount West Championship game, needing to win some computer rankings just to get in the game, and then beating UNLV on their home field, the side of the Raiders, also the site of the absolute beatdown of those ugly Chargers on Thursday Night Football. Goodbye, Brandon Staley and company. In the meantime, UCLA does not want to have that happen to them in their own stadium of sorts, less than so many miles than it is compared to the Rose Bowl. Now, what's going to take... For UCLA to win this game against a true freshman quarterback, Boise State doesn't have a quarterback that's thrown a pass on their roster right now. Their only player that's actually completed a pass in the game is a punter. But they're also a team that protects the quarterback really well, and UCLA does not have its leading rusher, Leatulatu. He opted out to get prepared for the NFL draft, stay healthy, and make sure, hey, Let's just stay healthy and get ready for the NFL draft and not risk anything as he prepares to hopefully have a long, illustrious NFL career. So that leads us into one of our first keys, QB pressure in Boise State. Boise State is one of the top teams in the country at protecting its quarterback, and it's not its starter, but this is what they generally get to do against teams who don't get to the quarterback all that often, right? They're, they're a team that, as I'm trying to pull up this stat right here, they're 12th in the nation in sacks allowed. They only allow one sack per game. 
about the third best mark in the last decade for Boise State. So against the team in UCLA that prides itself in rushing the quarterback, missing their leader, you've got a team that while they do have a freshman quarterback and they will lean heavily on Ashton Genty, their running back, and probably George Helani, a SoCal kid from Bosco who is returning home. They have a couple of running backs that are very good. To get to the quarterback, to frustrate him, will be tough for a UCLA team that's missing a key contributor to its defensive line as an edge rusher, the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, a Lombardi Award winner, or the best rushers in the country, probably maybe the second-best defensive player in its his position in the NFL draft. I've been reading different NFL draft updates and mock drafts and a prospect at his position. That's what UCLA is missing. Boise State will counter. We've got a true freshman quarterback that's never thrown before. He's a Rancho Cucamonga kid. Now, all this is going to be interesting to see what plays out. A defense where UCLA has lost some of its secondary to the transfer portal. You've got some seniors who'll be playing their last games. No defensive coordinator from the regular season. They have Ikaka Malloy who'll be calling plays. What does he dial up defensively to go against the youth? Well, pressure, pressure, pressure is important. If you can't get to the quarterback, it is not going to matter for UCLA. Because I think even a quarterback where you mix in a play action to try and fluster him, if you can't get the quarterback, he has all day to throw. You make it easy, simple concepts for him to complete passes. I think he might have a field day. I don't think that will happen. But if they get to, if they don't get pressure on this quarterback, he'll be more successful than he will be if it was a truly talented, full, full potential UCLA defense. So most importantly, get to the quarterback. Pressure, pressure, pressure for a team that's in the top 10, top 15 in the country at protecting its quarterback where UCLA has mightily struggled at doing that this year. Number two, no turnovers, no turnovers for the Bruins. What has cost UCLA so many times in these games? It's been turnovers large in part. It's been turnovers. Yes. I know the Arizona game was funky and yes, I know they won the Colorado game, turning it over four times. It's been ill-timed turnovers for UCLA. When they have a turnover, it changes the momentum. They can't protect the quarterback. He drops the football because he gets sacked and hit 50 times a game. Turnovers have crushed the Bruins offensively. Now a lot of you are going to point towards the fact that who had that ball and held on to the ball so many times when those turnovers happened or through the picks, a large part was that to former Bruin now in the portal, Dante Moore. Garbers did have his couple of mistakes and Aaron throws, but avoiding turnovers in this game to give them extra possessions, to give them momentum, shifting in this contest, I think will allow UCLA to come out victorious for an offense that has sputtered at times this season, still going to lead on a running game. Not sure of the status of Carson Steele. He hasn't been pretty ready. He has not been readily available in practice leading up to this bowl game. UCLA just don't turn it over because they had defense that despite missing pieces is very good, has been very good at forcing turnovers. A lot of guys who might very well play their last collegiate game, last game in a UCLA uniform if they decide to hit the portal after this game. And you force a turnover, that's just what has turned off the engine for the UCLA defense sometimes this year. When the offense is sitting there scuffling, they can't do anything. The defense has been stuck having to defend short fields, defend when trailing, even though they give up zero points in the game. 
that that is what UCLA has to avoid. No turnovers, pressure their young quarterback that's never thrown a pass in a game before. And number three, stay motivated. What does that mean? How do you stay motivated? Why do you even have to be motivated in a bowl game? Well, obviously, there's been a lot of turmoil, questions of the fire Chip Kelly banners that keep him, the Big Ten, the portal, guys getting positions, guys leaving, the defensive coordinator, Danton Lynn, jumping Chip going across town, their position coaches going to either better jobs or becoming head coaches at different places. And then you mix in the Kenny Amatololos of the world coming, which is a good thing, I think, to be on the official coaching staff and not just off the field. You mix in a couple of coaches that are getting new roles. You mix in a defensive coordinator for this game and a Kaika Malloy who is just calling the plays. A lot of people auditioning for more full-time roles in the first year for the Bruins heading into Big Ten time as they are an official Big Ten member football-wise, not until July, but unofficially for football after this game coming up December 16th. Can UCLA stay motivated? In their losses this year, 7-5 and five UCLA is, they have trailed, they have led only for 16 seconds. Now, there have been a couple of times where the Bruins have trailed and come back to win of sorts. Yet, this is not a team that has proven itself to be a comeback team. Not a team that's proven itself when it gets down even a few points against inferior opponents. You would think that they would go and come back and score. There's always the sense of, here we go again. It's been like this for UCLA. Here we go again. Oh, we're trailing. You're playing against a team that's red hot, that fired its coach midseason, got hot, had some talent, and won and needed a 0.1% chance of things to happen in its favor just to reach the championship game of its own conference and then win it. That's what Boise State did. And they've lost quite a few close games this year, and the only time they were not toe-for-toe with their opponent was their season-opening loss to Washington, who's in the college football playoff. Otherwise, they've been in every game for one reason or another with late game collapses. So if the Bruins can stay motivated, stay in the game, even if Boise State has early success running the football or their quarterback turns out to be the next star that we didn't know was capable, they were capable of having in his first career collegiate game where he can throw a pass. He's had a couple of appearances prior. UCLA needs to stay motivated. You can't get down and expect to turn on the engines. Keep going. Fight, fight, fight. And make us proud one last time. It's not been the most enjoyable season to end the year outside of the SC win with all the frustrations after the ASU loss, even the Arizona loss, and the Cal loss for sure. Change the momentum. Flip the script as opposed to what happened at the end of 22 into 23. Show momentum heading into the next season into the offseason. Improve this is not a sinking ship that we know it might already be. But is it, though? Is it for UCLA? I was looking at the lovely Twitter account, Big Game Boomer, which is always a joke, but it got me thinking. It listed its most likable and least likable coaches across the country currently. And I disagree with some of those names. However, we all know the, the love that Chip Kelly brings to the UCLA fan base and listed as among the top least likable coach in the country, Chip Kelly. Now, am I sure he's the least likable coach in the country? I don't know. But is there any way that UCLA and Chip Kelly can change that going to next season after this bowl game? We'll talk about that next on Locked On UCLA. You're going to want to check out game time. Hey, UCLA fans, we need to fill up the SoFi Stadium for this LA Bowl hosted by Gronk against Boise State because, hey, there's some good big-time deals with game time right now. You can get in for as low as... $39 a ticket. 
They got flash deals, zone deals that allow you to see wherever you're sitting in SoFi, a beautiful new stadium. If you want to go check it out, maybe you haven't seen the Rams or the Chargers because, one, you don't like either one of those teams or it's not possible to get in. This is a great chance to check out one of the most beautiful new stadiums across the country. It'll be hosting the Super Bowl in a few years again, and you want to go in and see what all the hype's about. Game time has got you covered, so check out game time. All you got to do is create an account. Use the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. You can see where you're sitting and go cheer on the Bruins when they take on Boise State. Again, terms apply. Create an account. Use the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, L-O-C-K-E-D-C-O-L-L-E-G-E for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, here we go. Let's get me thinking. So we move on to the second segment. I saw the tweets of goofiness about the likes of the wonderful big game boober Twitter account. I'm like, eh, do I believe it? But it came across my screen that, wait a minute, Chip Kelly is amongst the most unlikable coaches in the country, apparently, whether it's the way he moves with the media, his lack of love for high school recruiting, maybe the pl- way that he tries to woo donors into NIL. The difference between Mick Cronin and Chip Kelly is a stark contrast between how the programs are trending. UCLA events basketball in a slow year. You expect hope in a good year. A lot of UCLA fans find themselves as negative as possible. And I generally found myself positive before the end of the season when it was clear that I thought they needed to change. That's not happening right now. And it won't happen at early as the middle of next season. The Bruins start horribly. Is there any chance one that Chip Kelly is the most unlikable coach in UCLA history, at least recent history. And two, is there any way he can flip that narrative? Now, no win or loss in the LA Bowl is going to make it one way or another. I would say certainly between unlikable coaches, because you think about who UCLA's hired recently for coaches. You've got the Carl Durrells. You've got the Rick Neuheisels. You've got Bruins. You've got UCLA guys. You've got coaches who before them led UCLA to new heights or great heights, depending on what part of the tenure you look at between the Toledos and the Terry Donahue's who just got a statue. Obviously, you're not going to look at those guys the least likable. I know New Heisel wasn't successful, but still his team made it to a Pac-12 championship game. How? Because of different factors. Carl Durrell, one of the biggest upsets in college football history and a team that had a good record in, in 05. And then here we are with Chip Kelly, And it's been a a conundrum for me as to why so early people did not like Chip Kelly. I can understand lately how everything's faltered. The Bruins not winning those big games. The love for Jim Moore was great until the end of his tenure. So certainly Chip Kelly in recent football, UCLA football history, dating back to the 1980s, maybe like the 1970s, is certainly one of the most least liked coaches in the last 50 years. Because he's also had a, sense of mediocrity when it comes to his record over so long that most UCLA coaches have just not gotten that much leeway towards in a day and age where college football, the landscape's changing. The Bruins are changing conferences to go to the big 10 for crying out loud. Now, is he the most unlikable coach of all time? You know, if you don't know the coaches personally, you don't know what it's like behind the scenes I'm not sure how much I can trust saying the most unlikable coach because maybe there's from a fan's perspective, Chip Kelly absolutely is not the most loquacious fellow, the rah-rah guy you're going to go see Dan Lanning be 
and you're you're going to go see other things. Ironically, number two on that list was Lincoln Riley, who is getting just as much disdain now from USC fans, even though they're trying to make things happen over there. And I know Chip Kelly isn't as crazy as banning reporters as USC did with the and with the, one of the SoCal reporters over there, one of their beat writers. So I'm not sure he falls into that category. I, I do know not probably the easiest, the most quotable guy. I remember seeing the earlier articles, even reading from Ben Bolch, that Chip Kelly seems relaxed this year. Seems like, oh, he's excited about this season, enjoying more time with the media, only for things to flip. And the season just to crumble underneath UCLA, whether it be a personnel decision, such as choosing which quarterback in a year where there wasn't a true starting quarterback that stood out amazingly on this roster. I know Garber's probably outplayed Dante Moore in a lot of the games, but there wasn't so much between the quarterbacks that they stood out that Chip Kelly wouldn't announce one of the three quarterbacks. So is there a way that UCLA can save the Chip Kelly era moving forward. One, you've got to hit the portal. UCLA has to hit a home run in almost every single one of these recruits. And while nobody's going to jump out in their favor looking at these guys saying, hey, this guy's going to completely change, a developing young, talented player moving towards the next stage of his career, I think is where UCLA is going to draw a lot of interest in the future when it comes to going to the Big Ten. I agree. I agree with you guys that it's been frustrating at this stage of the tenure. Is the fire of Martin Germain's trends really feasible? I don't agree with that. Is the fire Chip Kelly banter realistic? I think it is. But in reality, the Bruins just aren't going to do that right now. And I'm not sure how tight these players are with Chip Kelly. Obviously, the portal movements kind of signifies the the culture shifts with everything for UCLA. Is he the most unlikable coach ever? I'm not going to claim that, but it is a fun thought to think. Where does he rank as least likable coaches across the country? Now, there's many of those, and Chip Kelly isn't going to come out and say something dumb because he's most likely not going to come out and say something fun either. So he's not going to say either or to really stir us up through media quotes. I'd like to give him one more season. Well, I don't want to. I already said I don't want to give him another season, but I want to be positive. Kind of not clean slate, but just kind of wipe it to this side, all right? Hope they get stuff in the portal. Hope they win this game and bring some positive energy going into 2024. Rate ourselves of this nonsense and then bring it upwards going to the next season is what I would like to make my New Year resolution. I hope that's true. I, I, you know what they say with New Year's resolutions, about two weeks in, you don't do it. So probably within then, you lose another big player in the portal, and I'll come back here screaming to get rid of Chip Kelly again. Who knows? Until then, it's time for our final prediction time segment of this 2023 season. Do I expect UCLA to win? Does Boise come in, protect their quarterback, riding the momentum of their new coach, being an official head coach now, not just the interim, winning the Mountain West Championship, all the momentum on their side, everything from UCLA gone from the SC win, Let's talk about the next on Locked On UCLA. You know on this show, you get a lot of in-depth analysis and hot takes, right? Is Chip Kelly the most unlikable coach ever? I'm not sure, but you know what I can tell you right now? 
my hottest take of the day. The best lineup in LA right now is the lineup of Otto Loans at Logics. They start off off the top with my favorites, the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loans. And you can count on these guys to give you low rates and save you big time bucks because next up, they've got an exciting new rookie sensation. They're electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms. To round out the whole lineup, they've got their auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans. These guys, they can help you lower your monthly payments and get on the road to owning your car faster. Look, I know it's a hot take, but seriously, no one can beat the lineup at Logix. Visit your local Logix bank right here in L.A. and surrounding areas and let one of their amazing team members help you or just apply online in minutes at LogixBanking.com. That's L-O-G-I-X, LogixBanking.com. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Easiest and fastest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players. Guys who make a living just sitting there. This guy, this guy. No, 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 no. It's just you against the numbers. You choose more or less on two to six player stat projections and can watch the winnings roll in. You can place your entry in in about 60 seconds or less, right? It's simple. You make your entries. You make your picks. It's not going to take too much time. But if you want to check out what the other players are doing, go into the promos tab, see community plays, and you can view some of the entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community. Meek Mill, Andrew Schultz, just to name a couple, if you want to go see what you're looking at. And and the biggest kicker is they offer a reboot policy, prize picks does, to stay in play even if your player gets injured. If your player gets injured in the first half of a football, basketball game, whatever it may be, that player gets rebooted. Prize picks the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com right now. Prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use the code locked on college for first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use the code locked on college to get a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy all right all right here we go the final time in 2023 for football that i get to voice my predictions they have been utterly garbage this year so let me try and change that for the last couple of games only have i picked against the bruins once this year and i was correct actually how many times have i been incorrect well the asu loss was just stunning the cow loss and the way it happened was just stunning but largely in some wins, I've been correct, and, and some other ones a little overly optimistic. This game against Boise State, I'm not really sure how it's going to play out. The Bruins have had eight players hit the portal. You probably will have a lot more experienced quarterback than the other side, even though he's a SoCal kid. They've got two beastly backs for Boise State, Halani, Ashton Genty, who is one of the best players in the country at catching the football, making plays, making missed tackles happen, big plays for 50-plus yards, touchdown runs, exciting plays for Boise State. That's going to lean a lot on this rushing attack, I would think, with the quarterback who has yet to make his first career collegiate pass, making his first career start. Now, what do I think UCLA the motivation is, right? The battle between momentum and motivation. The double M's right there. Momentum and motivation. That leans on the side of Boise State. They've never beaten UCLA. They've only played once, and the Bruins smacked them in the 90s. Long time has changed between then. Boise State's become, I would think, even more of a household name 
heck, even beating Chip Kelly when he was the coach at Oregon, which seemed pretty impossible then. Now, here we are trying to see where the two teams lie. You've got one coach who just got the official job. Even Chip Kelly pleaded for him to get the official job during a Zoom interview prior to the LA Bowl. Then you've got UCLA, who's seen quite a bit of talent leave tight ends. You've seen some skill players, talent defensively, that's been pretty strong. The depth will be very limited, I would think, in this game, just as it is across the country for a bowl game very early in the bowl season in the basically first day of games, and then we get a crazy bunch of games until an early Monday night in January. Where do I think it's going to go? If you, It kind of depends based on how UCLA starts this game. When they've trailed, they don't come back. They've only led 16 seconds in their losses. It's not like they've blown games. They've blown them by the way they've played, but not leads. So if UCLA scores first, I think they can absolutely go out and hold on and play some good football. They'll be motivated and carry on. If they have to play from behind, they get stuffed on a fourth and short, then you would see the here it goes again mantra start going across the social media verse. Everybody saying fire Chip Kelly. It's even stretched to fire the AD now. It's just kind of been a negative world during the holiday season. We don't need that. We, we don't need that right now. I believe the Bruins, despite all odds, despite the motive, the, the momentum, should win this game. I think they should. Now, if Boise State have their starting quarterback, absolutely. Absolutely, UCLA should be in a much more hot water-like state when they're playing Boise State with everybody. That's just not the case. Now, last year against Pitt, the Bruins had a lot of starters. Pitt didn't have their starting tailback, quarterback, a lot of key guys defensively and offensively, and the Bruins still couldn't get the job done. So I'm not taking anything for granted. I'm going to put in that overly cautious sight mixed in with my super optimism and that's where I'm going to get this final score. I'm not sure how much I trust the UCLA offense. I'm not sure how much I trust the Boise State quarterback situation. It's going to come down to can the Bruins bypass the protection for Boise State, and will UCLA not cough up the football? Those two things can lead to a UCLA victory, but in large part, sometimes the bowl games comes to who wants it more? Who wants it more? Here's my prediction. I say... UCLA 21, Boise State 20. Does it come down to a missed field goal at the end? Does it come down to UCLA doing something funky and it's a weird way that they get to 21? Well, that is my prediction. It is, I believe, a four-point get You know, if you look at the spread, I think it's four points for UCLA. I think it initially in the LA Bowl, hosted by Gronk, was a two-point spread. So one, I would say I think UCLA is going to win this game. I don't think they blow them out. I don't think so. It could happen if UCLA just says, hey, our defense is good. We're going to go dominate. We don't want to leave a sour taste in our mouths because players are playing their last ever game in college before they try to make their pro prospects or even make their decisions on the next stage of their career. Ikaka Malloy is wanting to maybe get that defensive coordinator spot at UCLA or prove he can call plays elsewhere. New position coaches wanting to keep full-time parts on the staff instead of being analysts or off the field. There is some motivation. I think UCLA can do just enough offensively, keep Boise State off balance from their defensive perspective, although I think Boise State will be more successful throwing the ball than I'd like them to be. 
but the Bruins defense has just enough pieces right now before the players graduate, go to the NFL, or the rest of the guys who've already hit the portal, all are officially gone. They haven't had to replace every single player. I think the Bruins have enough there to get this job done and not even having to travel. Not that Boise State really had to travel far anyway to win this game. Now, normally this is different because, right, you get like a seventh, sixth place Pac-12 team, probably someone who contended like a wazoo or someone who is thinking high about themselves but found themselves in the middle of the pack like UCLA did against an up-and-rising Mountain West team that's basically a Pac-12 team now, if you think about it, if the scheduling alliance holds between the Pac-2 of Wazoo, Oregon State holds between the Mountain West and those two conferences, then I think UCLA can hold on to win 21-20. to Now the bigger question. The bigger question. How many ridiculous antics will Gronk do when hosting? Now, is there an over-under on how long Gronk's going to sing the national anthem? Is there an over-under on if he's going to win? The, I think he's racing a dog. Apparently, he's racing a dog. Is he racing something? I, I'm not sure. I think he's blitz. I'm confused. I don't really know what's happening. Apparently, he's racing. He's, he was already talking trash about the distractions that are I don't really understand what, what's going to go on and all the wacky things that will be happening off the field with Gronkowski there. It's one thing for Jimmy Kimmel to go be goofy and then – try to mess up the Oscars or something, which was super hysterical years and years ago. Now, Gronkowski, you just don't know. Is he going to get a Lego set and slam it on live television? I don't think so. I think the amount of times he's going to do something that we're just like, what just happened? I'm going to put the number at four, and I'm going to say he blows way past that. If he's allowed to do things on live television. If If we get to see what happens via social media after the game through posts that they don't put on live television. I think the amount of not dumb, but Gronk like things you put that at four and he blows past that the Anthem. I think he's going to go over. He's going to hold out that last note as long as possible. And we're either going to love it or it's going to be the biggest embarrassment ever. I don't know. I do think the Bruins win this 21 20 and we'll react to both the basketball game and the football game in a special combined reaction video for both games. UCLA football and basketball. Ohio State, UCLA basketball. UCLA football against Boise State. We've got a combo reaction show coming up for you late Saturday night as we talk about a pivotal point for UCLA hoops and the last of UCLA football. So stay tuned. Go Bruins, everybody. Get your hands up, UCLA fans. Eight clap time, baby. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. U-C-L-A. UCLA, fight, fight, fight. This has been Locked on UCLA. Zach signing off. Go Bruins.